Welcome back to my podcast, Rap Theology. This is Ebony Janice. I am your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Y'all, the lyric in my spirit is real big, real big. I knew one day I would do it real big. (laughs) That's my favorite song right now. I've still been habitually just all day long on repeat listening to Nipsey Hussle. If you know me at all, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a creature of habit. Like I legit can get song obsessive and so... I just been listening to especially the Victory Lap album, which I do think is is a classic and we will still be listening to it for years to come. Even if Nipsey was still alive, I don't think it's just because um, he has moved on to ancestry that we will now like honor him in this way by listening to it. I think legit it, it is a classic album. Um, the rest of that that song, real ish, real ish. I know all my real niggas feel this. Nighttime, low zone, can't even see the stars, but we still wish. Real ish, real ish. Who would have ever thought that we would build this? And um, yeah, the title of this episode is "Can Anything Good Come from Crenshaw?" Of course, that is from the scripture that's talking about Jesus and ask, "Can anything good come from Nazareth?" And yeah, I I wanted to do this episode because some people called Nipsey Hussle Jesus. They didn't say that he was like Jesus. They said that he was Jesus. And of course, the saints of God was like, this is blasphemous. He was not Jesus. You can say he was like Jesus. You cannot say he was Jesus. And yeah, I understand. I understand both. I understand why some people would call Nipsey Hussle Jesus and I understand why the saints of God would be like, hey, cut it out. He, he was not Jesus. This, the Messiah has not returned. Um, and I, wanna, I want to interrogate both sides of that. Number one, y'all realize we want to be human so bad. Like, we'd be like, God knows my heart. Or we'll like, you know, I'm not Jesus. Or we'll say, I'm only human. Do you see how frequently we are trying to find ways to minimize our divinity, to to move away from our huge capacity, to move away from the actual thing that God said about us. Um, you know, I this is what I'm about to say. I'm I'm really just it's going to be a hot take because it's really a whole conversation for another day. But we are the manifested word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. How were we? were we created we were created by a word so if in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word was with god um don't that sound like divinity to you don't that sound like eternal nature to you yeah so that is a i'm genuinely going to write about that i'm writing about that right now as a matter of fact so i will share that soon but I know that's a hot take. I know that we could really kind of, you know, interrogate that a bit deeper and I will. But for now, I just want to say that we have such a deep commitment with being human that we miss out on our divinity. So anytime somebody is compared to our divine, we feel uncomfortable because we feel like our divine is other from us, even though we don't acknowledge the fact that God wrapped himself in flesh and came to this earth as Jesus. So literally came as flesh to show us what it looks like to live in this human existence. So the way that we want to separate and other ourselves from Jesus, really, 
this is another hot take, but it real feels it really feels anti-Christ to me. It feels it feels contrary to Jesus. Like what did he come here for? That's like that's what he's saying. Like I came, you know, to give you life and that you have it to the full. But we just want a percentage of it. We just want like this old fleshly stuff. We don't want the actual Jesus experience. And so I I want to start by saying that. Number two, I want to talk about what it means to be the body of Christ. So people who call themselves Christians say that they are Christians because they are followers of Christ. The scripture then calls the church the body of Christ. They are synonymous. They are one and the same. The scripture never says that the church is a building. In fact, the majority of what we understand about the tabernacle or what we understand about altars, what we understand about um, these these spaces or these ideas that we know to be a part of the church, the building church is Old Testament. Now, I am in no way saying that the Old Testament is not relevant. It's definitely relevant. But I'm saying that to say New Testament, when it talks about establishing the church, does not talk about a building as frequently as the old testament talks about the ark of the covenant and right like these these spaces these things um these materials these ideas that go along with what we know to be the the place the church so i think that that is relevant i think that we need to understand that that the new testament after christ has come after he's died after the day of pentecost after the establishment of the church there is not there is not a huge new testament conversation about and build it like this and let the structure look like this is not talking about a structure it's talking about a people and that is the reason why it's described as the body of christ because christ has died hung bled died got up on third day ascended into heaven went to prepare a place right like that is what believers of christ believe they they then say that we are the body of Christ. How are you the body of Christ? How how are you the body of Christ without being Christ? You have to be Christ. You have to be the hands that reach. You have to be the arms that uh, are extended. You have to be the feet that will go to to feed people when they are hungry. The James one and twenty seven says, "What is true religion?" It, it says the only religion that will be accepted as true is those who take care of the widow and feed the orphans that's what the bible say <laughs> isaiah 58 talks about it's talking about a fast but some of the benefits of actual consecration which is what this body this christ body experience is supposed to look like it says that we will um we we will exchange like we will see it, it won't just be about like um about being ash you know the sackcloth and ashes it won't be just about that it will be about which which I identify that is like the way that we perform our rituals. It's not just about that. It will be about the fact that things are changed. That that people uh that that we will give shelter to the poor and, and give them food. It it says that that old ruins will be made new. It says the community will be changed. This is Isaiah fifty eight. It says it there. So I I want to acknowledge that it says that people will be set free. People's yokes will be broken. It says people's chains will be loosed. That's what it will look like for us to have true consecration, for us to actually show up looking like 
God's body, looking like the body of Christ. And so, yeah, I wanted to say that, you know, we want to be human so bad, but we then call ourselves the body of Christ. How can you be human and God's body at the same time? How is that possible? So I understand that when people call Nipsey Hussle Jesus, it feels very uncomfortable because it's like, no, my living savior, you know, Nipsey, Nipsey, he did not die on the cross. He did not, you know, get resurrected on the third day. He is not Jesus. And I understand that. But but so this is where I say it is our fault. It is it is those of us who call ourselves the body of Christ. It is the body of Christ's fault that people would look to Nipsey and think that's Jesus because didn't he do all the things I just said wasn't he hands that reach arms that were extended feet that went to take care of the 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 widow and the orphan didn't he help to set the captives free didn't he help to break the yokes didn't he help to change minds didn't he do all those things doesn't that sound like the actual body of Christ what what it means to be the body of Christ that I think that's important but so I want to I want to kind of end by saying you know I, I asked the question the title of this is can anything good from good come from Nazareth can anything good come from Crenshaw can we think about Nipsey Hussle as Jesus in a way that is um, healthy for our spirituality not Jesus the Christ but as Jesus the body of Christ as as one who came and and actually did true religion outside of religion, that it then becomes uh, those of us who call ourselves the body of Christ or the church. It becomes our fault that people can see a Nipsey hustle and say that's Jesus because it's something peculiar about him and not about us. <laughs> Like, apparently that's the case. Oh, this is unique. I've never seen anything like this before. This must be Jesus. Uh Uh-oh. Why have they not said that about us? Why have they not said that about the church? And this isn't to down the church because I think the church does fantastic things. But it's something that's not peculiar about the church, the way that there was something peculiar about Nipsey Hussle. And I think it's important for us to interrogate what that is. And instead of being upset with people saying Nipsey Hussle is Jesus, we need to come together and actually be God's body. Stop trying to be human so bad that we miss out on being God's body. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good from come from Crenshaw? Yup. Yup. We saw Jesus come from Nazareth. This small town that, you know, wasn't known for anything. And Jesus came from there. We saw Nipsey Hussle come from Crenshaw and Slauson. We saw him represent where he was from. We saw him make his mama proud. We saw his mom literally be like the Virgin Mary who stood and saw her son be crucified. And the strength that she endured that she had to see her baby on that cross we saw we saw something peculiar about Nipsey Hussle's mother who saw her son be laying there dying you know we saw that and and having this strength that is is otherworldly can anything good come from Crenshaw I think the good that came from Crenshaw 
I think the good that came from Nipsey Hussle and this experience that we're having as we mourn him is that if nothing else is forcing us to to think about what would it look like for us to actually actually be the body of Christ huh what would that look like hmm y'all know I think you know by now this could be this could be me saying this for the first time I'm releasing a book it's called the Nipsey Hustle Bible it's coming out um, in May. And so some of these questions that I'm interrogating in episode one and now episode two of this podcast um, will be in the book, the Nipsey Hustle Bible. I think that I wanted to write something to talk about this experience that we have collectively been having across the world. Y'all, I think it was the president of Saudi Arabia used a Tupac lyric to tweet about the unfortunate passing of Nipsey Hustle. Y'all, that's that's different. That is different. That is peculiar. The world has been shaken. And it is my prayer that I will be able to continue to talk about and lift up the the memory of this brother who, yeah, can anything good come from Crenshaw? Absolutely. So something. I want to talk about it. That's why the book is coming. Hey. The cipher question I asked on Instagram, what is one thing about the life of Nipsey Hussle that has um, inspired you? And y'all showed up and showed out. It was so many incredible responses that I intend to um, share in a public way soon um, because it was just beautiful. It was such a beautiful outpouring of people responding um, some of the things that people said, actually, people brought up his mother, like like his passing, bringing his mother to the forefront has been very profound. Somebody said they were just so inspired and moved by seeing his daughter perform on stage with him. Some people said that they just thought the love that the world has been showing has just been so genuine and inspiring. And um, a lot of people mentioned that they feel like they're thinking about their legacy in a, in a very... Um, uh, a deep, deep way in a very different and unique way as a result of the life of Nipsey Hussle. And um, yeah, there were just so many incredible answers. And so I appreciated those responses. And I'm going to find a way to share those answers um, publicly in the near future. Hey, my self-care share for today is that I have been thinking about what it looks like for me to parent my inner child and give my inner child what she needs. And I want to share that with y'all today because you know how each generation parents their children differently. Like I think about the way that I have been thinking about my nephews and the way that they're being raised and some of the things that are different that I appreciate, different from the way that we were raised that I appreciate. Um, some of the things that I that I think should be the same, you know, that I would appreciate seeing with these children, but some of the things that are different that I appreciate. And one of the things that's different for me, particularly with my nephew, the baby, baby P, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, P, um, one of the things that's different with him that I, um, is the way that I try to protect his spirit and his innocence. And so when I see stuff going on, I really do try to shelter him from that. And so I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about my inner child. I'm thinking about the ways that um, I didn't get certain things that I needed when I was a child. 
And now I have been living out that reality. And this is an opportunity for me and my self-care and for me with the self-care share to say that we have the opportunity to parent our inner child and give our inner child what they actually need. So when I need rest, I'm trying to give myself rest. When I need affirmations, I'm trying to give myself affirmation. When I need gentleness, I'm trying to give myself gentleness, right? Like I'm thinking about those things. When I need to play, I'm trying to give myself play, thinking about those things. That's my self-care share for today. Y'all, my name is Ebony Janice. I am your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You can support me and this work through my Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash ebony janice all of your contributions on a regular basis and that subscription space gets you access to exclusive content that literally is nowhere but my patreon in fact my patreon subscribers will be the first people to get access to the nipsey hustle bible and um i am just like amazed at the current um outpouring of support in that space and I I appreciate you. I love you. I need you. I see you. All of my subscribers here continue to share this podcast with your aunties and your uncles until we speak again. Peace.